G'day, and welcome to Clayton Today. I'm Rod Earnshaw, and in this series, we're looking at how to do church. And today's topic is prayer. We all know it's important, but what can we do to get our churches excited about praying? To give us some ideas and to share from his experience is Jonathan Pryke, the Executive Minister at Jesmond Parish Church in the UK. G'day, Jonathan. Good to have you with us again. Hi, Rod. Great to be back again. Now, I thought we'd just start with a, a nice, easy question just to get things started. Can you just uh, briefly tell us, what does the Bible say about prayer? I think, that, I think the message of the Bible is that prayer is, is simple, it is, it is profound, and it is powerful. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't make it easy. Uh, Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples to pray, he began, he, he told them, pray, our Father. And as, as long as we keep that framework... That we're, that we're dealing with our relationship with God, just simply talking to God, then an awful lot of things fall into place. Mm. John 15, 7, Jesus said, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Mm. And although there are all kinds of complications and ways that we complicate prayer, I think it's really important to hang on to that promise and others like it right at the heart of things. Jesus says, ask whatever you want. Now, there are conditions. We have to be uh, uh, trusting and obeying his word. Mm. But the key is, if you want something, ask God for it. Brilliant. That's a great summary of what prayer is all about, isn't it? Uh, now, we're going to go on to talk about uh, ways that we can encourage and, and improve our prayer lives and, and prayer in church. But I thought it would be useful at the beginning just to talk about some of the uh, objections that we have or some of the things that make it hard for us to pray. So what would you say to someone who says, well, well, God never seems to answer my prayers? That's one of the big difficulties that people face. And I, I think that in one sense, uh, it's, it's really important to, to know God if you're going to get to, the, get to grips with that issue. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 62, uh, one thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O God, are loving. Mm. So when we're dealing with the issue of answered prayer, uh, we, the, the, the fact of the matter is that God always answers prayer, but not necessarily in the way that we expect. He may say, uh, yes, we ask for something, we get it. Praise God and we thank him for it. He may say, on the other hand, uh, yes, but wait. And we may need to keep praying. And the Bible encourages us to persevere. We may need to wait for uh, a short time or for years, or even that prayer may be answered after we've died. Mm. Uh, he may say, yes, but I'm going I'm to give you the answer in a way that you don't expect. Or he may say, no. Mm. And when he says no, that's, that's where we really have to hang on to this trust that God is both strong and loving. He can do what he needs to do. And he's for us. He's on our side. So he sees things that we don't see. And he has something better for us, never worse than what we, what we hope for. And that's, that's very helpful. Thank you. Another um, issue that a lot of people have would be to say, well, if God already knows what I want, why do I have to go through this rigmarole of asking for it? What would you say to someone? Uh, well, yeah, because it's not a rigmarole. I mean, I suppose the simple answer to that would be if God cut us out of that process, it would end our relationship with God, it would end love between us and God. Mm. It would mean that we wouldn't learn all the lessons of trust and faith that we learn through praying, and we'd be useless, basically. We would have no purpose. Mm. God has graciously drawn us into his plans, and he uses our prayers uh, to, to, to bring about his purposes, and he involves us in what he's doing. So it's a wonderful thing. That partly sort of leads me into the next question, I think, in a way, the way that you've answered that is to say, uh, another objection that people have would be to say, well, does prayer actually change anything anyway? Does, does God change his mind in response to our prayers? Well, the simple answer to that, I think, would be yes. 
Uh, obviously, you can get into all kinds of deep philosophical waters, but I think it's again, it's it's helpful just to just to hang on to sort of basic truths here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much I think that we change God's mind, but but we change what God does, but we can't force Him, as it were. Uh, so I mean, our very prayers are inspired by Him, and He so He is He is kind of drawing these prayers mm-hmm. out of us. But we do change what He what He does. I think it's important to 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 hang on to that mm-hmm. that that. You know, things happen when we pray that would not happen if we did not pray. Now, um, I wanted to sort of take a, a few steps back to a sense, just look at the big picture and just say, can you, do you have any sort of big picture advice that would help us uh, to develop good prayer practices and habits? Faith targets, I think, are very, what I would call faith targets are very important for prayer. You better explain and what you mean by I'll, that. I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay. But, then, but then also balance and habits. So okay. those three things, faith targets, balance and habits. Faith targets, what do I mean by that? I think what I mean by that is, is um, just being very specific about what we're asking God for. Mm. And I suppose you know when you're being specific, if you know without a shadow of doubt whether the prayer has been answered or not. Mm. If you're not sure, then the prayer is, is, is kind of too general. I mean, I could give you, do you, want, do you, I could give yeah, you an example. Yeah, love an example. Uh, I mean, for instance, we, 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 have, we run a course called Christianity Explored, which is an evangelistic Bible study, Bible study course. Last year, we had, we had three sessions, 300 people came. This year... We, we decided that we would pray for 750 people to come to those, so those chaser sessions. That was very, very yeah. faith-stretching. I, mean, I, have, I have to say, I'm not mm. sure my faith was up to it, mm. to be honest. But, but that's what we did. We prayed for 750. But we, it was really important that we followed that through. Mm. Mm. So our hall holds about 150 people. So we realized, well, if God is going to answer this prayer, mm. we're going to have to have five of these things in a row. Mm. Uh, so we did a whole week of taster sessions, mm. organized everything, got the teams together and all the rest of it. And in fact, we didn't get 750 people, but we did get over 600 people, mm. uh, over double the number yeah. that we had the, we had the previous year. Yeah. And, and you know, God answered our prayers, and we were rejoicing as a result of that. Mm. Great. Thanks, John. That's quite a helpful example. Uh, now, you talked a little bit about uh, balance and habits. Could we just very quickly uh, cover what do you mean by balance? And well, balance, I mean, I've, I've, stressed, I've stressed that asking God for things is an important aspect of prayer, and it is, but it's not the only thing about prayer. And so we need, we, need, we need to kind of build into our prayer life, the, the life of the, the church as well as individually, uh, the, the kind of whole range of different kinds of prayer that is important for us as we relate, as we relate to God, the sorts of things we should be talking to him about. But what, one, one useful uh, word that people use as a mnemonic for this is ACTS, A-C-T-S. Uh, so four basic kind of types of prayer, as okay. it were, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, asking for things. Uh, so it's that balance, making sure that all of those things are built into our prayer life. That's what I, that's what I mean Thanks, by that. Shana. Thanks, Now, you also you talked about habits, and I think we want to move on to talk a little bit more specifically about good habits for prayer sure. uh, in church, because particularly we're, we're interested in that. How can you build um, good habits of praying into your church life? I think it's, I mean, it's important to be deliberate about it, to, to plan it. And um, so, I mean, in the life of the church, I mean, think about, if you think about uh, church services, for instance, you know, the main kind of corporate yeah. gatherings, uh, at the weekend, uh, that balance element is a very important thing. You know, the ACTS. So we, mm. it's important that we make sure that adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication are are all part of of what we're doing. Mm. And I think when it comes to the 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 asking for things in 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 the uh, in the main service, I think one of the things I I mean it does come again back to these these sort of fundamental principles. I think it's really important 
that people realize the serious mm. power mm. of intercessory prayer yeah. when the people of God are gathered together. So it's not, it's, it's not a formality. Mm. It's not the time that people just kind of snooze waiting for the next song or something like that. Mm. It's a really serious doing business with God. Yes. And I think when people understand that, then that's, that's, yeah. that, that makes a fundamental difference. Yeah. And, and to, to follow that through, I think that the person who's doing the praying needs to be well prepared. Mm. Uh, so there are all kinds of things that you can do to help yeah. help that yeah. person be well prepared. So letting them know things that are coming up, all those sorts of things. Yeah, so we have a, we have a monthly prayer diary, for instance, yeah. which has got topics for each day. So that gives people information about what's coming up. And there's all, we, 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 set, we have a briefing, you know, there's a sort of weekly briefing, yeah. uh, so that we make sure yeah. that all the different yeah. ministries of the church and missionary uh, yeah. uh, partnerships that we're involved in and so on are comprehensively covered. Great. by that person who's praying. Great. So that's sort of in the church service itself. Quite yeah. briefly, could you maybe talk to us about how we can encourage good prayer habits across the other sorts of events that you run as a church? Yeah. Well, I suppose there are two, there are two other main, kind of, main kinds of prayer. One is small group, mm -hmm. and the other is, is, is individual prayer. And mm -hmm. prayer in small groups, again, is, is, is so fundamental to the life of the church. And I think I would say that, I mean, one thing there is just in terms of building a habit of prayer in, mm -hmm is to make sure that it's structured into the life of the small group. So we deliberately give people a kind of framework for a small group meeting. We, we, we call them home groups, yes, our regular yeah. Bible study groups. An hour of Bible study, half an hour of prayer, and half an hour of chat. And again, use prayer diaries. So write yeah. down what you pray for, look back over it, give thanks for it, and so on. And I guess a similar sorts of things would apply individually, wouldn't they? To say, help them be prepared, let them know things to pray for, yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah. Great. Thanks, John. It's been really helpful talking with you today. And thank you for watching. We hope today's discussion has really encouraged you to get praying. And do remember, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So let's start asking. We're out of time, but do join us again for more discussion on Clayton Today. Goodbye. <laughs>